The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. Hi, this is Melvin. I'm a wizard. And I cast spells. Colvic Darkseed. I am a half-orc cleric, and I have devoted my life to the goddess Hyaea. I'm Roscoe Toscobble. I'm a rogue. And pretty cool guy. Previously on... The very good adventuring team. And so Kolvik wins the prize for the pie eating contest. By for winning the pie eating contest, you win a pie. I wanna <laughs> I wanna I wanna shark my peg with shocking grass. <laughs> <laughs> no no, I want you to make a performance check. As you're pretending the pig is still <laughs> wrestling around. <laughs> 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 it's like it's so fun. Like, <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's or something. Let me propose a different name. Yeah. How about Larduna? This has been a great festival, and I would say overall a great year for you guys in general to celebrate. Uh, I don't recognize this guy, and I don't like the look of this. Get Daff out of here and keep her safe. I am Marcus Gringold, and I am your new magistrate. You can't understand why she's screaming at first, but then you see the white gown that she's wearing turning red with blood as the crowd of people near her are clearly stabbing her. There's a dozen or more people around him reaching in to stab him or trying to get close enough to do so. He manages to twist his neck around just enough that he can see you, and he mouths the word go before he falls. I think we lay it out for Jeff Dude and Perkins. Let him know kind of some shit's going down. Could be really bad. We should maybe prepare to get out of Dodge. Yeah. Tell them exactly what I saw. That uh, this fancy soldier was uh, Aegis's son. He killed Aegis and the wife. And we need to get the fuck out of here right now. All right. That's not good enough, but it's not bad enough. Give me another roll. Six. Two. Three. Oh, no. That's real bad. Wow. <laughs> so, the group of you, as you are careening through the streets of Andon, you made it through the first round of this fairly successfully with your moderate rolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did we? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you got Owen Wilson's <laughs> fucking butt locked up. <laughs> Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, great. Are you sitting on Owen Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> or I'm letting him out when it needs.
So you guys make your way through the streets of the darkened city of Andon all around you, and you find yourselves relatively uncontested. But then you make your way into one particular street, and you see that there is a group of soldiers barring the way all the way across this alley ahead of you. Uh, basically what you see on the map here is like four icons. Each of those icons represents four, uh, sorry, three soldiers. There's a total of 12 across, and then there are two fancier soldiers in the background. Uh, those guys look more like, let's just call them sergeants for ease. They're obviously commanding the crew that's in front of them. And you guys are hurtling towards them. What would you like to do? Is there any way to avoid them? Nope. They are shields to the ground barring the entire alley across. I would like to try to, before we even go into combat, uh, combat, cast Gesh on one of these soldiers and tell him to tell the other two that he sees something across the way to another alley. Alright, so if you guys are going to start taking spells and actions and what have you, let's roll up some initiative. Sorry, guys. Alright, so the Grunts got a 19 on their roll, the Sergeant's got a 13 on their roll. Roscoe, what's your initiative? Six. Melvin? I had a nine. Kolvik? 20. Alright, Kolvik, lucky you. You do get to go first. So tell me about that. I'd like to try to do the command gesh on one of the commanders and for him to tell the crowd that he heard something in the alley to the left. Alright, so he's making a wisdom saving throw against you. I believe so. Against your Gesh. Double check that. We should have done his gun out of the sewer. It's going to be... Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah, I was saying that before too. Anything about that. Um, it does not say, like, what it would be, but my, uh, my spell save is 15. Did you put it in the chat there? Yeah, I did. Uh, wisdom saving succeed throw. on a wisdom yep. saving throw. There it is. And your save is 13, you said? 15. 15. That's a 15. He saves. Your guess is unsuccessful. Alright. The turn now moves up to the grunts. I'm just going to do all their turns as one. They are going to advance a little further up the alley and hold. Sergeant dudes are going to creep up behind them, keeping pace with the group. They are going to hold. It now goes over to Melvin. What would you like to do on your turn? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Melvin stares wistfully out into the distance. (laughs) What's he thinking about over there? Still can retreat Um, if we wanted to. I'm just trying to see. So we're in a enclosed, like in an alley, where. Yep, so that is about 20 feet wide. You've got tight buildings on either side, and the entrance to the alleyway is a little ways behind you. Things are already hostile? Uh, yeah, these guys are already hostile to you, and in fact, I probably should have been a little clearer. Uh, one of the soldiers, the captain would probably be a better word for it, the captain in the back, uh, they're yelling, Oh, you there! What are you doing? What are you on about? Other British things! Basically, they're trying to get you to stop so they can question you and figure out who you are. Okay, so we haven't fought into camp. Uh, okay. Yeah, they're not like you're under arrest. They're trying to figure out who you are because you're a bunch of like strangers riding around, doubled up on horses and doubled up on war horses mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. Uh, I'm gonna try to cast an illusion, but I want it to be a. Uh, I want to 
make a sound. I want to see if I can mimic the... Who, who's the guy who did the coup? Who stood up on... Marcus. Marcus, that's it. I want to mimic his voice, like in another alley or something, close by, and uh, have him yell out, you know, all soldiers to me. Did you hear his voice? Oh yeah, was I not there? No, we left ages. and I think he walked up. You would have heard just the tail end of it, so what I'll say is that you would have disadvantage on recreating that voice, because you were probably like 40 to 60 feet away from the town square. The guy had a pretty loud, booming voice, so you caught okay. some of it. You just didn't get a good enough thing to really get a good impression. You're well, not sure if you should do a crappy British accent yeah, or awesome. a crappy Italian accent or... Let's give it a shot. What the hell? All right. Which uh, which spell are you actually casting, by the way? Minor Illusion. Minor Illusion. And what's your spell save, DC? 16. 16. All right. Uh, so you don't actually make any rolls for this. I just make rolls to see if these dudes are fooled. And I'm going to roll one for each of the sergeants, because the grunts follow the sergeants. Uh, that's a four and a 17, so one made it and one failed. The purple dice is the dude that failed, so he's going to try and convince the other one that, holy shit, we got to go get to the commander, because the other guy doesn't believe he actually heard it. And that's a success. He is able to successfully convince the other soldier, the other sergeant, that it is time to GTFO. Uh, because they don't know who you guys are, but they do know the barking voice of their commander. Uh, so these guys are going to turn tail and run. Yes. Wow. However. Wow. 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 The one last turn that needs to happen to complete the round, since Roscoe doesn't know that this was successful yet. Roscoe does have a churn. A turn. A churn. <laughs> Turning <laughs> butter over there. Roscoe got a churn. <laughs> Before the thing is over. So, Roscoe, what were you going to do on your turn? I was going to see if we could get by. Like, barrel over them? No. Like, talk to them and say, hey, okay. let us by. All right. I'm going to... I'm gonna believe you. <laughs> I was looking up. I knew I had. I knew I had like an imposter ability, but it takes seven days to make a fake identity. identity. <laughs> That's what I was looking up in my book. <laughs> Can I put one of these together? <laughs> <laughs> you guys turn around and you see Roscoe with like a crooked mustache. <laughs> <laughs> He's just holding his hand up like the band. So Hi like, there, mate. He like dipped it in oil or something like that. I'm your captain, Mears. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around and get out of here. <laughs> All right, so that is a successful turning of the tides. Goddamn shame because I had this super cool combat mechanic I was going to do in there that I made up, but I'm also glad to know that this potentially wildly unbalanced combat doesn't have to happen. <laughs> <laughs> So these guys turn tail, and they start scooting their way back out of the alley to go to where they perceive their commander is. And you guys are able to pass through this alley successfully. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to have you guys make another set of d20 rolls. Oh, shit. You almost knocked over the thing, too. I know. <laughs> 16. 18. 3. All right. Are we so. adding anything to this? Nope, these are oh, just straight sorry up. Oh, about that. 14, then. Nope, that's good. Straight up D20 rolls. Let me have you guys make one more set of rolls. Well, if it goes really bad, you'll have to roll again, but... 19. 16. 5. That's good enough. You guys are able to successfully evade the remaining groups of soldiers, 
And then I'll have you make one final roll. This one is going to be a perception roll. Uh, somebody following us? Oh, damn. 25. Wow. 8. 14. All right, that is enough. And Kolvik, you especially are the one that overhears this. Uh, you can overhear groups of soldiers talking in other streets and other alleys and all the rest of it as you are scooting your way out of the city, going west towards the tower. And you can tell, at a minimum, one thing for certain is that all of these groups of soldiers were out looking for you. For Kolvik? No, I mean for the group of you. Oh. But, uh. I should have said, dramatically, <laughs> are out looking for the very good adventuring team. <laughs> But I can't do it now because I already fucked it up. <laughs> That's why you can edit. <laughs> Would it be our podcast if you didn't screw it up, though? No, no not us. No, not, not us. us. But as we're writing, I'm going to go ahead and tell that to the group. Hey, we are being looked for. What did we do? I don't know. Like I said, we're part of the old power structure. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I am also going to tell the group that we do have an end going back into this place if we need to, just kind of just riding around. We still have our sanctuary there. We can go ahead and either put it to our new tower or we can leave it there if we need to go back into this town. Is you that, mean the sanctuary spell where you yeah, can automatically go spell. back? Yes. So if we, if we use that sanctuary spell, can we... Is that like a one-way ticket? So we would we be able to... How does that work again? So five of us willingly... Whoever wants to go back can use this and go back to the sanctuary spot. We can't switch go. back and forth, I think. I think we can only go back to... Okay, gotcha. The, so it like, is a one-way ticket. So yeah, if we go one -way there... Yeah, it's a one-way ticket to my, my room, so it'd be in the upper spot gotcha. of the house. The spell is a one-way ticket to my room. <laughs> <laughs> to Colvick Town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I say we keep it there for now. It might be useful, but at the same time, I don't think we want to go back into that mess without some really good reasons, so... And we'll avenge Aegis, Aeg just not today. Not today. Damn. Today, lady. All right, man, so you guys are going to take the, if I recall, it's about a three-day journey out to this tower. And, I mean, you guys are probably hustling pretty good, so you're staying ahead of any, you know, messengers or anything like that that might be out and checking around. And I don't think that the tower is super common knowledge. No, we haven't told anybody about it. Other than Aegis, and he's not telling anybody now. Nope. <laughs> Oof. Uh, Good thing he never found any buyers for that. That's true. Yeah, right? <laughs> we, go, we go up there, there's an open house signs for Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we've got a day or two to get out of here. Uh, so you guys make your way all the way out to the tower, Sans Maleste. I don't think anybody is going to be able to look for or find you yet. Mm -hmm. And there you be at the tower. It's probably, I'd say, a day where you guys are still just kind of getting your shit together and figuring things out and, like, I don't know, figuring out how to get back up to the top of it again, etc. And the door to the tower pops open and in walks Exute. And she just kind of looks around and, like, kind of shoves a couple of you aside and sees that Grace is there, and Grace is okay. And you can hear a very audible sigh of relief from her. She's very happy to see that Grace is all right. And then looks around and kind of checks on the rest of you. It's like, I'm glad to see you all made it out safely. 
If I'd have known about this, I would have warned you. I'm very sorry for the loss of, well, of your home. Obviously upset. I'm actually going to go up to her. You didn't know about this being a demigod and just kind of being frustrated about the whole situation. She puts a hand on your shoulder and says, Kolvik, I don't know everything. I have people watching. I have spies. I have people that report to me, but I can't know everything. I'm still actually still frustrated. Not going to accept that. Take her hand off my shoulder and just kind of walk away. Oh, damn. Dissing a goddess. I mean, disappointed. Disappointed. (laughs) But I mean, at this point, just a raging teenager, just not knowing what to do. Everything he's known just fell apart in an instant. He's just going to walk away. (laughs) Whatever, mom, dad, God. Oh, my God, mom. I wanted a new car. I didn't want your hand-me-down SUV. God, you didn't even know the town was going to be killed? God. The town didn't get killed. Just the the leader. but that's the question, right? Well, what uh, what actually did happen there? How would you guys know? Well, we're assuming that she would know something at this point. Uh, so what you you're going to ask Exude what she knows about what the what the fallout of this is, right? Uh, and the reason that she found out about it because some of her other followers and what have you uh, were also butchered in the wake of this. So they cleared out the top and then started going down. Anybody that was firmly in Aegis's grasp and power structure, as was mentioned earlier, uh, they're not around anymore. There's been a little bit of redistribution of power and wealth in the town. And it's not that anybody's got anything against Exude or that she's in any way threatened by any of this. But, uh, yeah, uh, the, the power structure that was Aegis Gringold and his family and supporters is now gone. And the town is under the military rule of Marcus Gringold. Does Daph know anything about her brother? Uh, she does not. You've actually probably asked her about this over the course of the last few days, and she's come out of her catatonic state, but she she waffles between, we need to turn around right now and go kill that asshole, and holy shit, I need to hide because I'm not safe anywhere. Um, she's frantic and has no sane path to go forward. I mean, this is, this is obviously pretty new for her. But in those conversations, you've asked about a brother, and she has no idea who this guy is. Well, Exude, any ideas for what we do next? So you ask Exude about this and what she thinks that you guys should do, and she reminds you that there is still a greater thing that you're responsible for, which is the uh, the temple, the chalice, and all the rest of that, which is, like, you know, the first phase of that is coming up relatively soon. But for now, she says, you must go south. You must get out of the kingdom of coal. You will be hunted. They will send soldiers. If soldiers fail, they will send assassins. If assassins fail, they will send worse. Take this stone. She gives, uh, gives Kolvik a... No, she wouldn't give it to Kolvik. You just dissed the shit out of her. She gives <laughs> Roscoe... Yeah. <laughs> she gives Roscoe a, a, a little, like, obsidian rock. You know, it's maybe, like, an inch and kind of smooth and flat. It'd be a really good skipping stone, but I'd advise against it. <laughs> she says, take this stone... You can use it to send me a message, and I can use it to find you. For now, flee as fast as you can. I have other people I must help. And with that, she takes her leave of you, goes out the door, and you hear that signature pop as she does her thing and goes elsewhere. Okay. Hmm. Well, this is uh, a short rest here, I guess. Off we go. At this point, I'm, I'm still just kind of frustrated about everything that's happening right now. And I do have other concerns rather than what we're up against the big goal. I just met my brother and all. And 
I'm actually going to cast Divination at this point. I'm going to ask Hiaya, who can... I can ask a question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity occurring within the next seven days. I'm actually going to ask Hiaya about my parents at this point. Just because they're very close and they're the only people that I know besides you guys. I'm going to be asking, are my parents going to be okay? Okay. So you wander your way out into the field and bring your little shake maker and your uh, your bracelet and you settle out in the moonlight and plead with your god curious about the safety of your family it's hard to tell exactly what it is in front of you but if you kind of look out of the corner of your eye like not straight at it but kind of out of the corner of your eye you can see that in front of you is the shape of a woman and the reason you can't tell if uh, if you stare straight at it is because it is blindingly bright green light coming from this woman so you got to kind of mask your eyes and turn away a little bit and you hear that signature kind of like little tinkle of bells and and uh, cherub like laughter and she comes and she sits cross-legged in front of you and you feel her put her hand on yours and she says Kolvik my loyal follower I will take your parents somewhere safe and she kind of leans a little bit closer and it's just, it's so fucking bright that you've got to close your eyes and you feel a tiny little peck on your cheek and then the brightness disappears. I feel like that scene in like uh, Dogma where uh, Alanis Morissette comes out and nobody can really <laughs> listen to her talk or they would explode. Uh-huh. It's kind of like that, but with lights, so I'm just like covering my eyes and I kind of feel it and hear it. So I can't even know what she's what she looks like. I just cover my eyes mm-hmm. and with that, I'm, I'm more relieved and walk back and ready to participate with whatever we need to do. All right. Roscoe, any thoughts from you on uh, current predicament or future directions? No. What are we going to do with Daph? Is she just one of our strays now? Yeah. All right. On we go. I suppose we're going to rest. Uh, can I work on an identity while we're traveling? Absolutely. To... All right. I'm to. I'm going to work on an Identity as one of the captains in the army. Uh-huh. Very nice. All right, so you begin the work on doing that. And the ragtag group of the... God, what does that make? Seven of you counting the wolf. One, two, three. Yeah. Three riding, Grace, Eight. Wolf. <laughs> Pig. So your little band of misfits. I didn't, I didn't leave Larduna behind. Oh, you brought Larduna. I did. You brought that fat pig on your warhorse <laughs> along with <laughs> what? fucking Perkins. Why do you think I was going so slow the whole time, man? Oh Why my did God. we got caught? I you said it wasn't as big as like a big fat bar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just just to, to like fucking, uh, what do you call that? The retcon, the retroactive continuity thing. We're going to say that this pig is like the prize pig, not one of the ones that you wrestled in the contest. And it's like a, it's like a piglet. Yeah, it's a little thing. It's a little pig. It's a little so you belly piglet thing. Because I mean, I'm picturing you with like a full-on sow draped over the saddle. Like, <laughs> you guys would have never I made it out riding of the city. in front of him like a little kid. Or like when you see like uh, like over in Asia, they've always got the moped, and there's like the dog riding like yeah, with his paw, front that's paws what the on the handlebars. Is it's just a little thing. All right, okay. yeah, so this is just like a piglet. We're, we're just going to make that. Lar- Larduna the piglet was able to be cradled in your arms as you escaped the city. How about a hyena did that for him? It was a gift to make escape easy. Yeah, there you go. She, she put the piglet to sleep. Uh-oh. Oh, what? 
Like, not to sleep like you do to a sick animal. <laughs> not like you put yours to sleep. Oh, yeah. Listen, I just wanted to kind of prod mine a little bit. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to kill it. But now that I did, they it's so do. delicious. <laughs> Brutal. All right, man. So you guys and your, uh, your merry crew of nine, including Larduna the piglet. Uh, make your way south in the moonlight after a, a short rest, after talking to Haya and Exut. You guys really convene with the gods a lot. And off you go. I think it is only fair to our listeners to let them know that it's been about Two weeks or so? I think it's been about two weeks since the last time we recorded. Last time we recorded was, um, well, I think you guys remember anyway, uh, the Aegis getting the Julius Caesar treatment in town, and you guys running, getting out of town, meeting up with Exude, you got the whole tribe, they're all outside of the town, you guys are camping and, you know, resting the night and kind of regrouping, I guess would be the best way to put it. So... My confession for all of this is that this is the first time in the entirety of the VGAT series that I prepared intentionally absolutely nothing for tonight's recording. So I'm putting this, this like forewarning out there for the listeners because this might be the best or worst episode <laughs> you've ever listened to in the VGAT spectrum. Uh, but I just legitimately, I don't know what the fuck you guys are going to do after the thing I did to you. So, hmm? and go! <laughs> Because okay. last I remember, we were heading south for some reason. Well, we were we were talking about heading south, okay. and then we had some decisions in front of us. Yeah, because uh, we we uh, arrived at the tower, mm-hmm. and that took us three days. Yep. Correct. And so we had known that Aegis is dead, and his wife is dead, and you have the capability to revive them within a 10-day period. So we would have seven days left to rescue them if we so choose to accept that mission. Yes. Um, yeah, and we can get back there using wood recall. We can head back to our old spot so we don't have to travel there even. Yeah, you have your fancy spell yeah. that would take us right there. So it wouldn't take us three days to get there. No. We could literally appear... Right in the middle of town. I don't think anybody has anything for invisibility, do they? We could. I do. Or only one of us. Okay. I have invisibility spells. Interesting. So, what was that, Roscoe? All of us. Five willing participants. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But we can't get back the same way. No. no. Well, but we do have options while we're in the city. We can go to the undergrounds. We're well known there. They like us. And there is. Actually, I don't know if there was an exit where the cube was. Well, one of the things we also talked about is arriving in town, mm-hmm. if there is a way that we could sneak out of town and cast that portal thing again, we could maybe use that as an escape route if we decided to go deep into enemy territory and we wanted to get out quick. Yeah, that's How does true. that spell take the cast? Let's see here. It takes... Let me go ahead and pull that up. not really familiar with it. It's pretty quick. Everybody is at the tower. <laughs> yeah. Like Grace and... Everybody. Yeah, you guys yep. have got at the tower Grace, Aegis' daughter. Yep, Daff, Aegis' daughter, Jeff Dude, Starfish the Wolf, mm-hmm. 
So let's just, Plenty I mean, kind of go over what we, the dick. what we don't want to do. We probably don't want to go into any major cities right away. Because, I mean, if they got to here, they're probably still in Kingsbury then. Being all crazy and... Well, they were it, looking for us, specifically. It, it's probably good to talk about the other option that we really had in front of us, too. Which is what Exude laid out for us. Which is, she really wanted us to go south. Mm-hmm. She had, or was working on plans to, uh, to get us south somehow. As a refresher there, she said go south, and she gave you... Did she give you each a little stone that she could track you by, or did she give you one? I thought she gave us one messaging stone or something. It was one, yeah. So, we can either do what this god wants us to do, Mm -hmm. or we can go punish this asshole who just walked into our town and started slaying people. Because, yeah, they have to be... They have to be willing, so we can't just grab someone and take it with us, unfortunately. Oh, with the word of recall? Yes. Oh. They have to be willing creatures. I guess I'll throw it out there that if you guys are trying to transport Aegis's corpse out of town, that yeah. he's he's not unwilling. Oh, if you were doing the... Okay, that would actually be good. And he's really dead. And whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. we could put him in a portable hole, because he's dead. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. That's true. Just pictured his crumpled up corpse <laughs> in the bottom. Just him tossed his, in there. Him and his wife. That's a good point. We can transport anybody in the portable hole. Yeah. If they die, they die. We can bring them back. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point, huh? <laughs> okay. okay. Think Here's our that. plan. Um, you you got to get, get in this hole. <laughs> and, then when, die. and then we're going to... Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, die, and then later on, everything will be okay. <laughs> if you start getting nervous, just don't worry. Just, let, just fall asleep. It'll be all right. You guys need to get some, like, carbon monoxide emitters in there or something like that. <laughs> emitters? <laughs> it releases more carbon monoxide? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, so, they're just going to speed this up a little bit. The problem is we have bit. to go I back. I just put them to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Not a river. It's a portable wall. <laughs> Hello, dearest listeners. It's another fantastic week in Vigatland. This week, I need to express an enormous thanks to our dear friend Jeremy for contributing the bagpipe song from the last episode. That song was appropriately titled The Desperate Battle and was recorded by Jeremy, who's letting us use it in the show. I was super happy not only to be able to use it, but also for having such an opportune dramatic moment to use it in. I think all of you know how rare a serious moment befitting bagpipes is for the VGET crew, so it was all very serendipitous. I also waited for this episode to say our thanks because I didn't want to give away the dramatic moment before it happened. So Jeremy, we love you. We're so grateful you're listening, and you are now officially a part of the show. I am very pleased to announce another new patron. Jody, you have joined a wonderful group of people who are all beyond compare in this world. Jody's asked us to read a little message for her. Shout out to my wife, Sheena, and our kids for holding down the fort while I work away from home. Traveling gives me plenty of time to listen to my favorite podcasts. Lastly, a shout out to my coworker, Chad Holt, who got me started on D&D podcasts, and in turn, I got him started on this one. Well, Chad, you better fucking believe that Jody is the best person in your life right now. Jody could have kept that light under a bushel basket, but instead, brave brave Jody decided to share that light with the world, and with you in particular. By the power vested in me under VGAT law, I hereby declare that you owe Jody a cupcake. Jody, thank you so much for becoming a patron of VGAT. I hope your day is awesome. 
we also got a new review. This one is from Annabeth Villain. This is a very interesting show. The characters are unusual, the tasks they face are unique, and the music brings it all together well. Well, thanks, Annabeth. I agree with 100% of your points, and I'm grateful you said all of them. Thanks for taking the time to leave a review. I think you all know by now, but doggone it, I'm going to say it anyway. We've got a website. It's thevgat.com. T-H-E-V-G-A-T dot com. And it's the best place to start for all things VGAT. Let's say you wanted to check out the awesome artwork I pretty much traced out in Microsoft Paint and is now the logo for the show. Well, that's right there on the front page. Maybe that got you interested and you're curious to check out more. Well, right there on the site is a way to play all of our episodes. Yep, every single one of them is there for your perusal and oral ecstasy. But now you're hooked, and you need to listen to us every week. <laughs> Bam! There are links to all the different podcast aggregators like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Castro, Stitcher, and several others. Tell you what, you click on those links, it'll take you right to us on that platform. Maybe now you want to get the occasional snippet of news or some other shit that we occasionally post. Well, there's all of our social media stuff too. Twitter's probably the most active, but once in a while we throw stuff elsewhere. Now you're hanging on our every word. You can't get enough. You feel an overwhelming urge to support the show. You start by going to iTunes or your favorite place to rate podcasts, and you leave us a five-star rating, and you leave us a review. Holy shit, now you're really into it. Now comes the Coupe de Gracie. You find us on Patreon or Ko-fi, and you'd start donating. You know that throwing us a few dollars or euros or rubles or gold helps feed our fragile little egos and helps pay for the monthly and yearly fees that keep this podcast on the air. More importantly... You know that all that cash money can also go towards developing the VGAT universe through things like getting characters and other artwork commissioned, getting some pogs made, even getting the occasional magic potion or two that helps make the fires of our creativity dance for you. Or maybe none of that happened for you. I don't know. People are funny. I'll tell you what, though. No matter which way VGAT tickles you, it's about time to get back into it. We have to go back into town and then get out of town again because we can only teleport into there. We can't teleport them back. Right, but if we made another point of recall... Oh, back here and then sneak in. Okay, that's what you were saying. Well, you can only have one of these existing at a time, right? Yeah. All we're concerned about is Aegis. I don't know. We'll say that only one of our friends that died. Well, I mean, that's kind of a question for you guys. Are you concerned? I'm not really. Do you care? How is Aegis going to help our situation? That that was Aegis' son... Who did who did all this, right? That's what you heard. Yeah, that's what we he, heard. He uh, presumably allegedly mm-hmm. his son. That's the only thing we could gain is information. He might not even have any information. I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze. Here's the thing: Are the townspeople still going to be all riled up? Here, we, I, we have rabble, a... rabble, 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 rabble. I think, I think, in my opinion, mm-hmm. we're going to have to deal with this guy sooner or later. You just don't have a story where this guy walks in and kills people, and then we're never going to hear from him again. Very true. What? Yeah. How are high giving up the me chain? pointed looks right now, and I'm just going to throw it out there that maybe the DM has other motivations potentially. I'm not hinting one way or the other specifically, but don't you don't fucking know me. I feel like I'm this guy's a stooge over here, man. You don't know me. <laughs> Do we care about Aegis's wife? I don't know. 
I mean, a real a B word to us. Mm-hmm. But she's uh, came through for us. She helped us out quite a bit. Well, and I'm, I am going to throw this aspect out there of of like, I'll be honest, man. Here we are, fucking twenty some odd recording sessions and fifty some odd episodes like later. I don't know if anybody in the audience has figured it out, but like, I sure as shit don't think I know what you guys care about. <laughs> so like, right now, that's a great question to be asking, and you know, like. I think you guys care about stuff. I think, you know, like, at a minimum, I could say I know Roscoe cares about Grace. I get the impression that Colvick cares about Aya and his devotion to her. And I have an inkling that Melvin cares about his starfish. Yeah, I care about my starfish. I also care about... That was, that was like our home, man. We paid a lot of money for that house. Yeah, we, but I feel like we're destined for bigger and better things. I just cared about that my family is out of the way. And I was guaranteed that. So that was, to me, it was a good location, but I was always excited to get out and explore. But like, when it comes to saving lives, though, Aegis was important to us. He helped us out a lot. And I think it would be who of us to go back and help him as one would. I would say my opinion is I don't, I don't care as much about Aegis as I do about this guy walking in. We are the king shit of that town. Mm-hmm. Not him. Who is he to kick us out of our home? We don't... With, with a lot of soldiers. Yeah. What yeah. we need to do is get those... The resistance of down below with hot uh, hot Carl mm-hmm. and everybody else and start something. So you want to go back into town and learn him a lesson? Yeah. I think we should get more people on the side underneath. Maybe go ahead and get um, hot Carl. And then also, who is the underground bar? Dunk. Dunk. Yeah, I think... Dunk is a, would be a powerful tool in this. For all, we don't know for sure. Yeah. Dunk may like this guy or may not. Who he didn't knows? really care for Aegis, who was the authority up there. I don't think he would really care for anybody else who would shut down his shady businesses. I wouldn't say he'd care very much for us either, but... Eh, we were business arrangements. He did try to kill us. And we tried to kill him. Roscoe, what are you thinking? You fucking nihilist. <laughs> 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 I can be convinced. But I don't want to go for uh, just the sake of uh, fucking this dude up. Like, uh, do we think that Aegis has uh, connections anywhere else in the greater area? I'm also concerned about what is the long-term plan for this place as well. Just because if we kill this guy, are there going to be more coming after us again for more vengeance? Because right now we're just on their radar. But if we go in and start wrecking face, they will be searching. Like I said, I have a feeling we're going to have to deal with this guy no matter what. Gotcha. Can we go and just kill him, do you think? I think at a minimum we have to kill him. Whether or not we revive Aegis and or his wife is whatever. But this guy's got to go. Do you think we can kill him without being seen? Did we ever ask Dad? I think it's worth a try. uh, What she knows about her brother? I believe... Yeah, we did. She didn't know. And she didn't know anything about him. Okay. I, I did not write that down. Okay. Okay. So if we teleport to town, we're going to pop into existence in our shop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Top row in my IAS space. <laughs> Ignore. Is that your masturbatorium or something? <laughs> or like... <laughs> that is a sweet term. It's like the Victorian term. 
Excuse me while I... Uh, all right, guys, we're going back, but I need you guys to close your eyes when we get there. Uh, no right. reason. As a DM, I think I can only call this difficult terrain. Uh, it's a little hard to get your boots off the floor. Masturbatorium. <laughs> That's a great word. Yeah. Was, that, was that in I Love You, Man? Or I don't even it? remember. It's a great fucking No, he said yeah. he has a jerk-off station. That's yeah, what he said there. Masturbatorium. Mr. Magorium. Okay, while well, you're doing that, I'm going to be a little bit. Mr. Magorium's Master <laughs> <laughs> That changes that whole movie, man. Do you think there's a part called that? Oh, there's got to be by this point. I'm not looking it up on my work computer, but. <laughs> Mr. Magorium's Master <Masturbatorium. laughs> Dude, there's a fucking movie called Edward Penis Hands, of course. <laughs> that. Oh no! Yep, there is. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sequel solo. You don't even have to change that title. No, this is. I'm sorry. This isn't even a movie. This is like a. This is a bar. This is a speakeasy in Pennsylvania. The, oh. name, the name is Mr. McGorham's Masturbatorium. <laughs> well, road trip time. <laughs> <laughs> the first ever Vegan road trip. Fans, we will be touring the United States on our way to the Masturbatorium. I feel like a richer person, knowing that there's a bar called Mr. Magorium's Masturbatorium. <laughs> Where is it at? Pennsylvania. I know somebody that just moved to Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, they do you? I think that person needs to go get you a t-shirt. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, they tell me they sell t-shirts. All of ours sell t-shirts. So what are, you, are you guys feeling vengeful? Are you guys feeling, you know? Well, I guess I'm coming to the point of going with your plans. Like I said, my family is safe as I know it, and this is the closest harm to them, so I'm all for it. All right, fuck it. Let's go. Kill this fucker. Mm-hmm. What was this fucker's name? Mr. McGorry. Mr. <laughs> 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 He's, he's repurposed our room for a masturbatorium. <laughs> you guys teleport back and he's just there all spread eagled. <laughs> well, this is just convenient. Deck in a sock. <laughs> uh, but this is pre-elastic, so it's just this loose sock. Gross. <laughs> Sad. It's a itchy wool sock. Oh, oh no. Like burlap. <laughs> burlap oh. sock. All right, so... <laughs> uh, Marcus Gringle, Marcus by the Gringle. way, is the name of your uh, apparently new nemesis. He doesn't know it yet. Or maybe he does. So what is our plan to go into town and to kill this guy? I think... A wizard. We pop in near masturbatorium. Yep. My stealth is super high. I'll sneak around the, the shop, make sure nobody's in there. Mm-hmm. Somebody probably will be. Think so? Yeah, you have a guard mm-hmm. there, I imagine. They're not yeah, be. there's totally somebody in there. I didn't think about that at all. <laughs> Let's look at our tricks of spells and such and see what we have at our disposal that we can use. Because, I mean, we can't just talk about it while we're in there for another 10 minutes. Okay, there's a guy in front of us. We could stab him. We could, I mean, he's looking at us, but we could probably go behind him and... Should we stab uh, this guy? Yeah, we should stab yeah, this we guy. Should, yeah. 
Maybe you, guys, you should eat this guy. <laughs> how long does it take you to change out your spells? Like a long rest or what? Long rest. But, I mean, really, we probably want to do this at night, right? So. Oh, yeah. So yeah. let's establish a timeline here, right? So Aegis got all Julius Caesared. You guys booked it out of town. You ran three days to get to the tower. And then I'm going to suggest that you rested that night because you'd have been huffing it to get out there as quick as possible. And you're hauling like your whole fucking menagerie here. So establishing some level of... I'm sorry. sorry I was just going to say something stupid. So please continue. No, no, go ahead. Get it out. No, I've, I'm going to keep it in. I don't want you to bottle it up. I, I prefer to. Okay. Friday night. Just to throw a day of the week out there that's, you know, hashtag relatable for us in the real world. So let's let's say Friday was stabby day, as it will go down <laughs> in history. So that means you guys would have traveled three days from there. That gets us Sunday. Or sorry. Holy shit. I remember days of the week. So Friday is stabby day. Saturday, Sunday. Happy days. <laughs> Thursday, Friday, happy day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy for you that the first thing you think about when you hear days of the week isn't Friday, Friday. I don't know what that is. Oh, don't, don't. You know, so a bad friend right now would be like, oh my God, you never heard the Rebecca Black song? And they'd make you fucking listen to it. I'm a good friend and I'm not going to make you listen to it. No further information about that for you. Nope. I'm happily oblivious. Let's establish a timeline here. Friday evening is the Harvest Festival, Stabby Day for Ages. You guys booked it out of town, so that's overnight Friday. You'd probably want to keep traveling at night, so overnight Friday, Saturday, Sunday, of those, all of those nights. So that means that it's now Monday afternoon. You guys are rested, you're fully back to wherever you need to be. You're collected, troops all together, you're at the Wizard's Tower, and you're plotting your steps forward. You've decided what you believe is important is vengeance. We have. You want to fuck this Marcus Gringold character up. Now tell me how you plan to do that. I think you guys should go through your spells, uh, pick out what you think will be useful, and if we need to take a long rest for you to switch out spells, we can do that. And we should still have plenty of time to kill this motherfucker. If you guys took a long rest, let's say it's noon, you take an hour to think about spells and other assorted things that you've got going on. 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. would get you right to not only long rest completed, but also evening time where you could head into town. I have a question about the world. What do they do with the dead? That right there is a great question, and I'm going to stall for a little more time by saying it varies for culture, um, which I think would be accurate anyway, but I would say that in civilized kingdom of coal which is the where the city of andan is they would i like where you're going with this i'm trying to think of like some you know variation of civilized burial practices let's say that they there would definitely be a time of mourning and probably a funeral slash wake like display of the corpse in a public way for everyone to get to say goodbye and then I would say burial is probably the most common custom. 
I want to go straight to like mummification and shit like that, but I don't right, think so that would be popular. We wouldn't be going on a suicide mission only to find that cremated Aegis. Yeah. <laughs> or have his head on a spike. Would that be unusual for the troops of the kingdom? Well, this is definitely a political assassination for power, but I'm going to say that in this instance, hmm, it's always the weird struggle between like, there's a thing that's going to happen and do you guys know? But I'm going to say that you're fairly confident that the body wouldn't be desecrated in any way and that the body would be stored. Would they have some kind of a morgue? I don't know. I don't, I don't really know enough about ye olde medieval times I to think, know. Did they well, do morgues and shit like that? I would think they would for the higher command. I mean, if he is the mayor, the patriarch of the city, he would have something dedicated to him beforehand. I think... He I mean, wouldn't just go in like a pyramid or anything, but no. But he would at least have a mausoleum, I feel, like or a modest tomb of some sort, mm-hmm. or something well, like that. And let's throw this all the way back to like the earliest episodes. The guy would have one of those death masks made. Yeah. So that's for sure a thing that's happening. So let's throw it out there at a minimum. Aegis is probably somewhere in the town. We'll think about that in a moment. And he's probably getting like a death mask made of him. And then after that, he would probably be entombed somewhere as a whole corpse, not cremated or desecrated or whatever. Good. 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 So what do you guys think? Do you think that there's a, I don't know, what would you, if you're going to do something like that to a body, you're probably going to like encase it in stone in the family crypt. Do you think that happens at Aegis's house or is there like a central place for all the rich folks in town? I feel like that's the thing you'd want to centralize, but maybe I'm over-logicking old time I feel like the, the dead would be on the outskirts of town, if not just right outside of town, because things advanced enough where they might know about correlation mm. between rot and disease. Yeah. I mean, it's old-timey, but also, they have sunglasses. <laughs> that is a fair point. First, when you were talking about dead, I thought you were like, hey, can we raise some dead people and just send them in there? That'd be pretty cool. But <laughs> Start a zombie riot? Well, I actually time. had a thought about that. Like, if we got underground, we know how to call the crabs for. We could bring Ooh. crabs up to the surface. That would cause a ruckus. <laughs> Beget came forth that day with a crab army. <laughs> crab people. Crab people. All right. All right. I got some stuff to tell you guys. See what you think. So I was just going through, might have some more here, but uh, of course, greater invisibility. You are a creature you touch becomes invisible until the spell ends. Anything the target is wearing or carrying is invisible, as long as it is on the target's person. Um, There's a lot of good spells in the M category, such as mass suggestion. You suggest a course of activity limited to a sentence or two and magically influence up to 12 creatures of your choice that you can see within range and that can hear and understand you. Jerk off your neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, is there any limitations to what the people will do? The suggestion must be worded in such a manner as to make the course of action sound reasonable. (laughs) (laughs) Love thy neighbor. Asking the creature to stab itself, throw itself onto a spear, immolate itself, or do something other obviously harmful act automatically negates the effect of the spell. You can have sex with your mouth, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nicest thing you could do for your neighbor. 
The suggested course of action can continue for the entire duration, which is 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> the worst circle jerk ever. You can also specify conditions that will trigger a special activity during the duration. For example, you might suggest that a group of soldiers give all their money to the first beggar they meet. If the condition isn't met, the activity isn't performed. Man, there is a lot of opportunity there, I'm just saying. Yeah. So that's, I think that's a really good one. Um, if you see Roscoe Toscobble, grab your dick and crouch down. <laughs> Otherwise you're going to anyway. Um, modify memory. You attempt to reshape another creature's memories. One creature that you can see must make a wisdom saving throw. If you're fighting the creature, it has advantage on the throw, blah, blah, blah. Charm target is incapacitated and unaware of its surroundings, so it can still hear you. While the charm lasts, you can affect the target's memories of an event that it experienced within the last 24 hours, and that lasted no more than 10 minutes. You can permanently eliminate all memory of the event, allow the target to recall the event with perfect clarity and exacting detail, change its memory of the details of the event, or create a memory of some other event. Every whorehouse Melvin leaves, my dick was huge. <laughs> we were great. It was not shaped like a toadstool. <laughs> uh, Mordekin's faithful hound uh, creates just like an invisible watchdog that will bark. Uh, in my ring, I have a casting of Polymorph. Which just allows me to transform a creature I can see within range into a new form. Oh, if you change someone to, into Aegis? Oh, we better kill him. Uh, <laughs> if you were to change a soldier into some kind of a monster, would it still have the strength of a soldier or would it have it the strength of the monster you turned it into? The new form can be any beast whose challenge rating is equal to or less than the targets. Okay, so they have to be comparable strength. The target's game statistics, including mental ability scores, are replaced by the statistics of the chosen beast. It retains its alignment and personality. Badger, 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 badger. badger, badger. Alpha badgers. <gasps> you have to be able to see the creature, or it can be any creature you think of? Uh, I, th I think it can be anything we can think of. Unicorn. Also, but the, but, but the, uh, the vegan version of a unicorn. Yeah, it's like human legs and a narwhal body. And it right. also has the penis of Idiocracy's car. We need the big purple. The big purple. So we find a group of soldiers, put one to sleep, so he is out of the equation in the fight. Kill the rest while turning the last one standing into some kind of monster. Yep. We I wake up the sleeping one, tell him there's some sort of invasion of monsters, and uh, alter his memories so that we're, like, also soldiers. The duration lasts up to one hour. We can also, at some point, if we end up incapacitating three of these soldiers, we can try to grab the uniforms. That'd be extra deception. Look at you with your standard fucking heist movie. What is a Scooby-Doo? <laughs> <laughs> right it is. Well, I do really love the idea of you guys pretending to be soldiers in ill-fitting uniforms and whatnot. Uh -huh. Being a half-elf, an elf, and an orc. Is the army purely human, or do they have all races? Uh, I would say it's all races. Oh, that's very diverse of them. Very progressive. Uh, Excuse me, soldier, you are out of uniform. Uh, what do you mean? There is no standard Crocs issued by this military. <laughs> <laughs> Programmed illusion. I can create an illusion of an object or creature or some other visible phenomenon that activates when a specific condition occurs. Phenomenon. 
dun, 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 dun. Can you Phenomenal. summon any kind of horror? Hmm. Summon. We can make the illusion. Do you have major illusion yet? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a... Uh, there's no spell like major illusion, is there? It's like, um... I thought there was. I mean, there's minor illusion. It would make sense that there's a major oh, illusion. There's major image. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like if you either summoned or projected some sort of <clears throat> badass monster, like all the soldiers would have to go fight that monster and would be free to move out as we saw fit. We have to remember, too, we have those water... We have the elemental things still available to us. Yep. I, I have a feeling we need to... Whoa. <laughs> we have a bunch of beans. Oh, just to wreak havoc on this place. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to have to really, like... Oh, what if we had uh, Roscoe go out and just plant a whole bunch of those and just wait? See what pops out? I I think mass chaos is, like, our best bet here. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing that 45 beans wouldn't be able to do for us. Get ready, DM. Yeah, I planted one at the the clam slam, was it? Yep. Yep. So I think, thinking of that uh, bag of holding idea, that was awesome thinking. I didn't realize that. And then we also have, for me, Gesh, um, Banishment, I can all speak English, Hold Person, that'll be awesome, Revivify. I was missing out on some awesome core things that I just totally passed over with the leveling, like um, Divine Intervention. I never did that, where my deity can come in at any time and I have a percentage of them intervening, which is awesome. And then... Yeah, and Divine Strike. That started at level uh, level 10 I didn't use. Can either of you guys change the weather? I don't think so. If I planted beans, the one thing we'd have to do is worry about how to get water on them. Well, we have the we have the pitcher of water, don't we? And I can create food and water. So you can just carry that. Or we can just have something like that. Yeah. We can flood this thing. We can just spray it at people. Yes. One minute later, after watering. See, my thought was I would want to plant like five, maybe five or six beans around and then have them all watered at the same time. We're going to get the best chaos if it all goes off at once. God. I mean, I could plant five like this place and... five feet apart and we could just hose them all down and hope one of them sprouts a pyramid. <gasps> maybe two of them. Yep. Oh, we're going to be doing something tonight. I guarantee it. Oh, this is dumb. <gasps> Somebody made a bag of beans, but all it does is grow trees. <laughs> Wow. Go back to Seattle. I mean, you start with rolling a D100 to determine what kind of tree and size it is. I would like... <clears throat> suck a, a dick! <laughs> what the fuck? Who let you DM anything? What, what did he do? So, like, you guys have your bag of beans and all the crazy shit that it does. This guy made a bag of beans, but it just grows different kinds of trees, depending on the dice roll. Well, it's an elm. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great nerd voice. Episode 53, We Run for Once, was released on October 21st, 2018.
Join us here again next week for more. Vegan. 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team. <laughs> Unicorns should be freakish things like just narwhals with legs. Like person legs. Like werewolf. Oh, person legs? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's so weird. <laughs>